Welcome to my Beauty Fuel Food by JJ, a yoga and wellness expert from New York living in Paris. JJ seeks out creatives and entrepreneurs who exemplify a vision of how to live a good life. Welcome to our very high vibrational lifestyle. It would be amazing if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Deezer. It helps us to keep going and keep motivated. So today I have the incredible pleasure to be here with Jess King, a dear friend of mine and a huge inspiration of mine as well, who is the founder and creator of TNL58 and is also an incredible singer and songwriter. Thank you so much, Jess, to join us today. Thank you so much for having me, Jesse. I'm thrilled to be here and honored. So I'd love to start to talk a little bit about TNL58 because it's something that you created. It's something that I know is dear and near to your heart and also brings in your passion of music um, and rhythm and beat. So could you tell us a little bit about the um, kind of the, the voyage of the creation of this um, fitness sequence class that you've created? Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so I guess I've launched TNL58 in 2016 in October uh, in Paris, as you know. Uh, and I, a, I really wanted to bring together elements of a physical workout that was full body complete, um, had the cardio as well as strength, and could be done without weights or with weights. I wanted the, a, the adaptability, the flexibility of bringing something that, um, that is intense physically as well as um, the aspect of meditation, bringing HIT and meditation together. I mean, they're just so incredibly complementary, and it seemed to me, especially at that time, but even now, that uh, we tend to separate workouts into certain categories. You know, you are a boot camp person, or you are a yoga person, or whatever. And I and I think that these two elements are so powerfully complementary. So I wanted to bring them together, and obviously, music for me is the root of what drives me, um, and it's so inspiring and motivating. So bringing everything uh, together through, I mean, it's not rocket science, you know, it's a good soul cycle. <laughs> I mean, you cycle to the beat, you run to music. We, we take the metro to music, you know, it, it's just something that is so connective and powerful. So yeah, I wanted to bring it together. And I, I felt like it didn't exist. I mean, it didn't exist anywhere around me. So I just, you know, it was, it's been, it's been a journey. <laughs> I'd also really love to touch on your career as a singer and a songwriter, because that's something I think that people maybe know a little bit less about. Um, so can you tell us about this journey? Has it always been a passion of yours? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, my first love. And it's funny when you say, you know, people know less about it. You're right, because, um, well, especially, you know, long before Instagram and social media was around, well, it was around, Instagram wasn't, but um, publicly, it's funny how that happens. Because for me, I identify first as an artist and a creator, and it's all about music. I mean, uh, since I was a kid, since I was very, since I was around, well, I was eight, I remember discovering my voice and knowing that I had this sort of surprising myself by the emotional power of my voice. And um I knew that music was just what I needed to do and expression and connection. And later on, I realized that, oh, it was actually like music is healing. And 
whether I'm singing music or creating music or, and it relates to coaching and leading meditations now more too. And that sort of, it all sort of comes together weirdly. Um, I think with age and more experience and the life journey, it's just come together. But yeah, music, uh, writing songs, you know, starting as a teenager, like many of us with a journal and a diary and needing to release um, feelings and just get it out. And then it just naturally had a melody with it. And I would go for a run because I've always been a runner. I mean, since I was a teenager and I would be like running along to the cadence of my footsteps and which is um, sort of, I don't know, the lyrics and the melody would flow together. And, I, and then whatever, I went to college, fast forward many years. And I just, I needed to follow that. I never uh, took a conventional job after college. You know, everything was sort of temporary. <laughs> a little bit like life right now. It's funny. Um, but yeah, it's been a, also a journey. I don't know whether this is something that you can really explain, but it would be awesome if you could. I mean, you have such a positive mentality. Even when things are, are, are maybe more difficult, you always have a smile on your face. Um, you're always able to kind of turn things and twist things, and, but in a, complete, in a completely real way. I'm just wondering, how do you kind of keep this attitude and what is what are your driving factors to keep this heart first idea always first? Wow, what a beautiful question. Thank you for asking. Um, that actually makes me emotional. That's funny how um, certain words and the way you put things um, elicit such a response uh, viscerally for me. Um, yeah, I, you know, I feel really blessed, I guess. And I, you know, you talk about gratitude all, all day long. And, you know, when you feel down, go back to gratitude, those first three things you think of, and it uplifts you and it works. Um, I feel really lucky that I have, I, since I was a kid, I have been someone um, drawn to creation. I really believe creativity is so healing, um, even, and it's not about the outcome of what you're creating. And that's something that t it took me a while to sort of internalize. Um, it's that release uh, for me when I feel down, because certainly I do, like everybody, and I haven't chosen, although it doesn't feel like a choice. Again, everything I say, I can, can see the other side, but I, I sort of, um, I have led with my heart and uh, trusted that to the point uh, that some people would consider it a little bit crazy and reckless. Um, and perhaps even I would if I didn't lead with my heart. <laughs> um, but I, I'm drawn so much to the creative process. And, I, and again, it's something I'm more aware of uh, over the past few years than I ever was before because I'm also very ambitious and directed. And I've had plenty of um, heart-crushing experiences uh, as an artist and entrepreneur. Um, that are behind that smile, <laughs> but the smile is real. But I think I, I dive into, um, into letting things out, uh, whether um, through creating, for me, it's a song, but it can be, I think it's being in flow state is also a state of creativity, right? It's, a, it's our natural state of being. So whether someone is drawn to, you know, cooking or yoga or painting or whatever. Um, and I think even during quarantine, this confinement period we're living in, that we're sort of learning more about ourselves and, 
and how to um, engage that and foster that creativity that's in all of us. It helps us get outside of our minds and helps us get outside of those really dark places that are increasingly easier to um, get caught in, especially with COVID-19 uh, right now. But yeah, I think creativity has been my healing way, not by, um, again, it's heart first. It's not something that I consciously did, but, and, and creativity and flow state. So whether it's, you know, a workout, and again, these things sound really trite or just, you know, listening to that inner voice, um, and that feeling of this is what I need to do right now. And I don't know why, but this, I don't, I don't question it. I just trust it. And I think that has led to, um, to my own healing, which is an, which is an ongoing journey, by the way, <laughs> for each of us. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I think that, you know, I, what you said about also accepting that, you know, just succeeding, it doesn't matter the success or not, but just trying. And, and when you lead with your heart, I mean, you can't really, I mean, nothing's really a failure. So I, I really love that. Yeah. I mean, not, <laughs> yeah, not to say that I don't, haven't, and even continue to struggle with that at times. Um, but yeah, I think that our whole structure of society and, and, uh, you know, everything being quantitative and deemed, you know, a failure or not a failure. And it's, it's really stifling and it's really, uh, limiting and it's really narrow and it's really just not what matters. <laughs> you know, they say life is about the journey, not the destination. And, uh, you know, I think you and I have been raised at least, um, with this mentality, you know, and, uh, and I think it, it takes a lot of unlearning to get back to that space of, you know, when you're a little kid, of course, kids can also already have this internal, internal way of being, but freeing ourselves from the bullshit, you know, freeing ourselves from, from, from that stuff and just, and, and growing and being open to be flexible and to adapt and to not judge ourselves. Um, because, um, this is like the magic is sometimes where we, we get lost, um, trying to in, staying in this narrow path rather than realizing how expansive we are and how, um, how freaking amazing we are. <laughs> you are the best. I, I just love your mentality really. I mean, it's, it's so, and it's so authentic. Um, and you know, speaking, which has come up, you know, several times, which is 100% normal is COVID and this whole situation beyond our control. And for you, I know it's in particular because you have not been at your real home home. Can you tell us a little bit about what this experience has been like for you? Because I can really only think to ask you about it because it's just so real. And for someone that feels so much with their heart, it, it's got to be what's on your mind. Yeah. Um... Well, it's a lot, isn't it? I mean, it's funny because it's been a while now, so, and it's sort of, it's like a wave, right? Like some days are, some days I feel fine, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and other days, um, it's, I mean, and also it affects each of us so much and it just, you know, both you and I are from the same, uh, area, <laughs> you know, New York, New Jersey, um, and certainly, you know, I, I having lost a few people, it, it feels surreal. Yeah, it doesn't, it's like your, your mind 
my mind at least doesn't allow me to accept it most of the time because it's so overwhelming and so um it's just too much to take in you know not to sound unfeeling it's so horrific uh and then there are moments when it just washes over you and you just feel like you know <laughs> you could just dissolve in the floor it's too much but then i i, I find it's been easier of course not being um not being uh in the center the epicenter of it in new york um and here i'm not at home in paris but i also i feel really lucky because uh the size of my apartment basically in paris with my boyfriend would be challenging but um on a lighter note uh but i feel strangely uh optimistic <laughs> i feel like i'm wrong to say that but I feel that there's such a rise in consciousness that is occurring right now. Um, and this is just what I feel and it gives me goosebumps when I say it, which for me just indicates some element of truth, uh, that people are waking up and becoming more uh, aware and compassionate. And of course, I love that uh, in Sanskrit, uh, Karuna, Karuna, means compassion. Um, I do believe so much in the increasing compassion and uh, that's happening and that we're, I, I just feel optimistic in general. Of course, I have moments where um, i terrified, <laughs> but for the most part, I come back to meditation then or come back to that creative state or, you know, as I'm sure you do, you know, you, you, you do what um, comforts you and 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 let it roll, you know. <laughs> Some days are just crappy, <laughs> and then it passes. Thank goodness. Yeah, for sure. It's funny. Yesterday, I was speaking with um, I was doing a meditation, and I was speaking with the healer, and um, we were both kind of connecting on the fact that you know it's kind of a moment where like all of those grandma techniques uh, that our grandma used to tell us, like you know, eat something that makes you feel nice, Re relax. Rest. It's like all of those old wise tales that are not even real wise tales are like what we need. Yeah, the simplicity of it, right? It's, it's, and also just like allowing the, I feel for at least for myself, I need to just allow the feelings to come up. Cause it's like when someone asks, how are you? You know, especially it's such an American thing, you know, how are you? And then you hear from French people that, that, that we are, can be perceived as superficial, you know, cause it's like, it's like saying bonjour, you know, <laughs> but, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, how are you really? I mean, it, allowing those emotions to come up, allowing them to just flow through you and just like letting them out somehow, I, some healthy release, I think is the best thing we can do, you know, or talk, talk to someone or, or meditate or, just let it happen. Like, don't pretend that it's not there because it will just resurface and resurface and resurface. Yeah. Also, I, I saw and I, I unfortunately did not have the pleasure of participating yet. I, I don't know if you're still doing them, but the amazing evening meditations that you were doing, or at least in the evening in Paris time, um, what in it, what was the, how did you decide to start this? I mean, it's such a, you know, obviously a great, great initiative. And we all need some of that right now. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. So I, well, first I was just going to do it one night, <laughs> then it just sort of never stopped. 
Um, I was in Bordeaux. Uh, it was the first, actually, my boyfriend had Corona. So he was just in bed. We were, he's doing fine. Thank God. Um, he had a Corona light version. Thank goodness. Um, but, uh, I was just like, I need, I don't even really know again, heart first. I was like, I need to do something, uh, that's helping people because I feel so, um, and again, it wasn't even a conscious decision. I, I feel like I'm just wired to follow that flow without, um, not that I wasn't thinking, but I was definitely like, well, I've led lots of meditations at TNL and it's just something I know that I have this, uh, something healing is in my voice. I know this, it's been confirmed to me and, and it's coming back in incredible ways since I started, uh, just whatever, eight weeks ago or something like that. Um, yeah, I just never stopped. I, now I, now it's only four nights a week because, um, I realized that I needed, uh, cause I have a life uh, because I'm on camera too much these days. <laughs> it was like, it's at nine 30 at night. So, you know, the flow of dinner and relaxing quiet time, you know, and I'm a night owl, so it's better that it's not every night. So I want to know more about you. And it's kind of hard to ask about routines when you're not even like living in your apartment right now, but I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about things that are a part of your everyday life that bring you joy that you try to do because you're such a joyful person. And do you have anything that you do, for example, in the morning or the evening, or tell us a little bit about like Jess King's, um, little magic tricks, if you have any. Okay. Um, I'm afraid I don't have anything incredibly unique for you. Um, I do, and this, this is like so boring and grandmotherly as well, but, um, I love the warm water with lemon in the water in the morning every day. Um, be, because I also do love coffee and, uh, I feel like at least I'm getting something that is good for my system before the coffee. Um, so yeah, lo that just, it's just feels really cleansing and hydrating in the morning. Um, I do meditate every day and I've been during confinement, I've been meditating several times a day um, because it just, because I'm able to, and it's, uh, and that feels like it's for my sanity. Plus I'm, I look, my boyfriend's amazing, but I'm someone who needs alone time and uh, it's been challenging. <laughs> um, so meditation, I also, obviously, I, I, I require movement in my life, um, whether it's inside or outside, ideally outside now that we are semi out of confinement here in France. Uh, uh, normally it's running or doing or um, running ideally in nature or anywhere, the pavement. I mean, how hard was that, right? Not to be able to really go more than 1000 kilometers, just feeling 1000, 1000 meters <laughs> from home, uh, during confinement. But yeah, I, I, um, I listen to music, uh, with intention. I don't just, this is again, differences of a difference, different strokes, you know, with like my boyfriend, he loves to have music on in the background. I'm someone who likes quiet. Uh, I really need quiet birds. Okay. Neighbors. Okay. But like, um, I don't just put music on just to put it on because I feel like that drowns out the beautiful silence. <laughs> Can you tell I'm an introvert? <laughs> and obviously, you know, you're constantly using your body. You 
are giving tons of classes. Uh, you also love to run. You have a personal um, practice of, you know, physical uh, movement. What is a day in the week? What is a what does a week look like in your life in terms of moving your body? And how do you stay um, stay strong? Because it's it would be a lot. I mean, I know that it's been a part of your life for a really long time. So maybe you could also talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, I love coaching, and I think uh, obviously loving sports makes it a lot easier. And growing up with them uh, as well, but. Um, I, I'm so conscious of my body. I'm so connected to my body that I really do listen to it. Uh, when I, I mean, I competed in track and field growing up competitively and in division one in college. And, um, I, it's a passion. Like I, I love running. I love competition, but from the moment I started running when I was 14 and realized I, you know, had some talent or whatever, I, got hurt right away. And I learned that I had scoliosis, which is incredibly common and not nothing severe or anything like that. But when you train, you have to, you learn things about right away about your body. Like, oh, I'm not biomechanically perfect. I lean to one side and I have to constantly work on this side and constantly do this. And so when you learn that from the very start, um, whereas a lot of my teammates didn't get hurt and I did, you know, I did well and everything, but I just knew that I could only push so far and I had to always be aware of my, I hate the word limitations, but I literally had to train less than even in college when it was quite intense. Um, the coach always had me sort of, you know, an alternate thing because you get to know your body. So I now, after many years of training and coaching, um, I feel like uh, I just sort of know my flow. Like I, I'm really... I go, I go, I prefer less than more. Sometimes I'm way less, I'm way wiser now than I was, of course, thank God, <laughs> because uh, the quickest way to get injured is to overdo it, you know? And it's like you, so again, it goes with that nature of, you know, you can be competitive and, and yeah, running and sports are quantitative. <laughs> you do have to like, if you want to, you know, your pace, all those numbers matter, but like for the pleasure of life and the pleasure, like you you as a runner, you will just get better just by doing it. But guess what? You're not going to get better by doing it for six months and then getting hurt for two months. You're going to do better by doing less over time and consistency. So I think it's that magic of consistency. Um, for me personally, I do better when I vary my workouts, which I did not grow up with. I had an amazing coach, um, but I just ran. And for my body, that was not the right thing. Everyone's different, but I think in general, vary the vary your workouts, make them fun, be like lighthearted and love yourself because, um, you know, I, I think it's so important to to love your workout and love yourself because I know plenty of people that unfortunately get sucked into this, you know, um, pattern of I have to do this and I, you know, I have to do this or or, you know, you get sucked into these patterns and these routines, which are not nourishing you anymore. And they're actually doing the opposite and can be really destructive um, for injury and mental burnout and physical burnout. So I think, um, and again, this has been a process. Um, it's about loving yourself, loving your body and listening again, coming back to heart first, 
being intelligent in your training, pushing yourself, yes, but there's a difference between pushing yourself and, um, and, and, you know, doing too much and, and then beating yourself up when you screw up, like whatever it happens, we heal. The body is amazing. How many times you get hurt and you heal? Like the human body is, is, is miraculous. So, um, and I remember, you know, having had so many injuries, I know I'm going on and on, I'm just getting excited, <laughs> but having had so many injuries, um, from the time I started, uh, you just, you, you develop so much resilience and mental toughness in that recovery period. And you, and you find ways to cross train and make it fun. And, and you, and you just, there's an always an opportunity every time, uh, you overdo it or you have an accident or whatever, something happens. Um, and now of course, now I'm, I'm coaching is my thing. So I, it's my job to hopefully tap into that in others and to help them connect with what's already there and not do the work for them, but help them, uh, to tap into their own inspiration and self-love and, and getting to know their bodies and minds at a more intimate level so that they can, um, thrive. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this amazing insight with us today. I'd love to finish with one final question because it's a question I want to know the answer to really. And I think that so will our listeners. But when you have the blues, what do you do? Um, well, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be very helpful. To, I, I definitely write. That's a big one. Uh, it, it depends, of course, on the situation. But I, I write in my journal, uh, call my best friend or um, so, you know, someone really close to me. Um, I go out in nature. I go for a run, but sometimes that's too much. So sometimes I, sometimes I cry my, cry my, cry my eyeballs out and just let it out. And then I, oh, this is what I do. This every time, I come back to action, and I, I don't know where it comes from. I think, um, I could give you so many examples on this. I go into like creative mode again. I'm like, or like for instance, uh, I wanted. Uh, something happened uh, in last year. Maybe I told you, I forget. Maybe it was the year before. I don't even know. Oh, last year for TNL, I wanted something to happen for it in New York. And, and, uh, basically they loved me, but they wanted me to do this other method, whatever. didn't work out the way I wanted. Got home. I was so bummed. My heart was like, I was like, I had built this up in my mind. And again, you know, you're not supposed to have expectations, you know, um, but whatever I did, cause I'm not perfect. And I got home. I was so bummed out and I, I just sunk into the couch and I, and I was like, I didn't even want to like call my mom or call anyone. I just like cried. And then I started, um, looking online. I started looking at classified ads. So like classified ads for something different, by the way, it was for something music, music and acting related, something very on the other side of my being creatively. And I just like start, I just started applying for things like lying, lying there with my big cup of tea, um, which later turned to wine later in the night. I know I shouldn't say that either, but like, you know, again, relaxing, loving myself. This is just me in the moment. And I, but I went right into action and, um, I started applying for all these things. And then I call my friend and, you know, getting, you know, having, eating something probably, um, no, it was pretty healthy actually. So, you know, whatever, doing something that made me feel comforted. And then, 
then two days later, I get a, a call that uh, I was cast in this thing. And I was like, isn't that a sign from the universe? Like, you know, the way the way of healing for me is just do something like random, like just like, again, I, I was heart first. So I wasn't really thinking of it. I wasn't I almost didn't want what I was doing. It was just like a way of moving forward and not. Um, I was still crying. I was still feeling, but I was just, you know, doing something that uh, could potentially change my life in a in a new way. <laughs> that makes no sense, I realize, but that is just how I am, I guess. That was a perfect answer to the question. I think that, you know, um, changing your mindset and changing your actions can really be a great way to boost a mood, man. And cry when you need to. <laughs> a good cry never hurts. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Jesse. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm honored to be here again. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jess, and speak to you very soon. Wonderful. Take care, love.